Hey, happy December. This is Casey with Kentucky Trauma Therapist, and today I want to talk about anger. Anger is such an interesting emotion, and there's this really fun term called secondary emotions versus like primary emotions. And when I think of that and I try to explain to folks what a secondary emotion is, I usually start by explaining how we have primary colors. You know, we have red, yellow, blue. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sorry. (laughs) So we have our primary colors. And if I were to ask you to mix red and yellow together, you're going to get orange. Or if I were to ask you to mix blue and yellow, you're going to get green. So don't imagine us applying that to emotions. And when it comes to the topic of anger, I always find it so funny because people often label anger as like this terrible, negative, unhelpful emotion. And that's simply not true. It may feel in the moment that the anger is terrible, but in reality, all emotions are just little things to make you aware of how you're feeling lately. I mean, well, that sounds obvious. <laughs> Let me try that again. Emotions, you know, at their core are an explanation of what's going on inside. So for example, if I'm feeling lonely, then that might mean that I'm feeling like I'm missing out on connection. I'm wanting to feel close to someone. And if I'm feeling happy, that might perhaps mean, oh, this was an enjoyable experience. I'd like to experience it again. Guilt may be telling me, ooh, I did not like the reaction and how that went down. And I don't want to participate in that one again. Okay, cool. All they are, they they just tell us something. And anger, anger being one that I always compare it to like, uh, it's letting me know that, wow, I felt disrespected in that situation or I felt like my needs were being threatened during that interaction. It's not a bad thing, and definitely some people can use it as a weapon. That's a whole other conversation. But I'm talking about when we're having anger, it may mean that we're feeling like there's a threat to our needs getting met, our wants being met, uh, a threat to our comfort, uh, that we're being mistreated, we're being treated unfairly. All of those things, those are some things that can contribute to what anger is trying to tell you. So backpedaling for a second, if I say anger is a secondary emotion, what in the hell does that mean? The way I explain it to a lot of my clients is it probably means even if it's for a brief second, there was another emotion that was happening right before, even if it was just a split second, right before. I use an example oftentimes of the parent who is racing to catch up with their child before they run out into the middle of the road, for example, you know, that emotion when they're chasing after that child who's about to run out into a busy intersection or on a curvy road, when they're racing to catch up with that kid in that moment, it's probably fear. They're they're scared shitless. Something bad's going to happen to my kid. And then by the time they catch up to that child, well, then you probably see that angry side and like... (laughs) How many times have I told you not to get out in the middle of the road? You know, a butt whooping might be threatened. Um, 
Yeah. I've told you a hundred thousand times you're not supposed to be playing out in the middle of the road and and you're grounded. You're not going to have, yeah, whatever it may be. Then, then you see the anger part. But even if it's for just a split second there, right before we saw anger, we saw fear. So just before you can see green, you have to see that blue and yellow. Or before you can see orange, you're going to see that red and yellow, for example. That's the proponents of it being secondary. It's not just fear. There, there can be a whole lot of other things that can be mixed up together to, to give us that anger reaction. You know, I think of even boredom can be like a, a type of anger. It's like you're, you're currently upset with the fact that nothing's happening or there's too little occurring. Or if I'm overwhelmed, it can show up like anger. There's too much happening. A really quick Google search. Uh, it's a tool I use with clients aged five. Not that I have a lot of five-year-old clients running around. I have too bad of a potty mouth for that. But but ages five to, to 95, I still use the same PDF. And you can Google it. Um, please let me insert here. Uh, I am a therapist. I'm probably not your therapist. But uh, so this is not this is this podcast is for entertainment purposes and not to replace clinical insight. Uh, but quick Google search will take you to um, if you search up the anger iceberg. Uh, Therapist Aid has their version. There, there's so many you can find online, and I love it because it. I'm gonna describe the picture here. It shows you this iceberg, and there's usually like a ship near and on above the water. You can see a small portion of the iceberg, right? And in that part, they're going to label as the anger. And um, <laughs> underneath the water, the part that no one else can really see, but you can because you're looking at the picture, is all of the other parts and components that cre- create that emotion of anger. And I'm bumming. This one's from therapistaid.com. They're a pretty interesting and good resource. Uh, they, they use this quote, I'm going to quote them, anger is an emotion that tends to be easy to see. However, anger is often just the tip of the iceberg. Other emotions may be hidden beneath the surface. I, this is helpful for me. I have used to think of myself as a chronically angry person, and it's because I could understand the anger part. I, I had a hard time labeling what the hell's underneath this. And here's some other emotions that they list off. Um, and this, again, this is all from that therapistaid.com and it just says copyright 2019. I don't know who I'm giving credit to here other than the website. But um, so underneath anger can be sadness, disappointment, loneliness, overwhelmed, embarrassed, hurt, helpless, pain, frustrated, insecure, hungry. Oh, good Lord. Don't even get me started. Um. I've literally talked about in this podcast in an early ep- earlier episode how hunger for me, good old halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, uh, all those grief, anxiety, stress, threatened, tired, contempt, guilt, jealous, scared, and shame. Man, uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it can look like. So maybe for a millisecond, you have one of those other emotions But we definitely live in a society that responds to anger uh, a lot faster than grief or guilt. 
or embarrassed or loneliness or disappointment or hurt. We live in a world now where uh, school shootings are not uncommon. Uh, and I think of how many of those shooters, uh, what emotions were showing up before they ever had a gun in their hand and pointed it at someone. I, I don't know. Um, I always think of getting respect. Uh, people can use anger as a way to get respect in the moment. Uh, if I don't want to talk about my feelings, if I got my, my, you know, let's see here. If I'm anxious because I don't have the money to pay the bills for the month, let's say. Um, and you know, the bill collector's calling me and they're on the other end of the phone and I decide to raise my voice and tell them where they can F and shove it, let's say. Um, that's my anxiety coming through, but it's showing his anger because I want you to leave me alone. I want that, that caller, that person, that bill collector to leave me the fuck alone. And, and so it's going to show up like anger, but really at the core of it, I'm anxious. Not that that gives anyone an excuse, but I think of beginning to understand anger is not a bad emotion. Now, can we use it as an excuse? Well, sure, but anger within itself, there, there's nothing wrong with the, the emotion. If anything, anger can actually be really healthy. You know, if I walked all over you and I, I got in your space and I, I ate your lunch every day, you brought it to the office and I, um, I made terrible jokes about your mother. Uh, well, after a while, you might get angry or maybe sooner than after a while. And you might, hey, uh, hey, Casey, you need to, you need to shut the hell up. You need to leave me alone. You need to back off. Well, you you're doing that, that anger is telling you to, to advocate for yourself. How many big injustices in this world would not have been resolved with someone being with, without someone being a little angry women's suffrage movement, um, you know, the end of segregation, uh, right now, a lot of the work that first nations folks are doing, to try and protect the land and reservation, all of these things, like someone had to be a little pissed off. Someone had to be a little angry to be able to get these things rolling. And anger being a secondary emotion, maybe something came first. And I kind of get to that point when I work with a lot of men, I, I oftentimes ask them like, Hey, what emotions coming up for you right now? And it always cracks me up when they're like, oh, I'm, I'm just pissed off or oh, I'm just angry or oh, I'm fine. You know, it, it, there seems to be a, a, a scarcity of other words that could be emotions. Um, <laughs> my best example, I'm going to pick on my dad uh, for a second. I always joke, you know, growing up, my dad came across as like a really scary guy to a lot of my friends. Actually, that's a lie. I was more to probably a lot of my boyfriends that I brought home growing up, but my, my dad is, he's like six foot seven. He used to be a bigger guy. Uh, <laughs> I would say maybe 300, 320 plus pounds, six foot seven. He rode a motorcycle. 
he's missing some of his teeth. My, my dad just came across, you know, he's like a pretty scary guy, owned a lot of guys. That, that stereotypical um, hillbilly dad, we'll say, you know. And I remember one day he called me up, and this was post me getting out of grad school, my, my master's of social work. And he called me up and he was like, Casey Leroy, you won't believe this bullshit. And he proceeded to tell me the said bullshit. And he was like, uh, Henry down the road promised me he was going to sell me this sheet metal at this price. And I found out he sold it to Robert over in Sharon Grove. He sold it to Robert for, for half that price. Now, what the hell's wrong with him? I'm so pissed off at him. Da, 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 da. And, you know, just all the, the rampant. Uh, words that came afterwards and I kind of paused and I giggled I'm like dad you got your feelings hurt (laughs) and I just remember him pausing on the phone and kind of being slow to respond to me he's like well he pissed me the fuck off and he did this and I'm like well wait 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 dad 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 stop like you got your feelings hurt and we kind of walked through it together. I don't think he left the phone call being able to self-validate and agreeing that he got his feelings hurt. But I think he did He did understand what I was trying to get at. And it was this idea of, like, your friends promised you. And which, especially if you were out in the middle of, like, my dad barters to get a lot of his needs met. Um my dad lives mostly off grid. He didn't get a cell phone for the first time until the past year. And even then it's a flip phone. He doesn't have internet. Um, he barters with local Amish and other farmers. Um, so my dad, my dad's pretty, you know, dependent upon his local resources. So one of his local resources that he'd trusted and considered a friend had promised him this good at a certain price. And then he found out not only had he already sold it to someone else, but he sold it to that person for half of the price. It didn't help that I think the person he sold it to at half that price was an old time enemy of his. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm not getting into like um, Carly politics here. My dad's name's Carly. Um, but, uh, y- you know, I, I think of, well, wait a second. What happened before anger? Like, even if it was for a split second, could it be jealousy that, like, wow, does he think of this person as a better friend than me? Was it was it scared? Like, oh, well, I've trusted this guy to always be a good resource for me when I needed metal to do, you know, a, a job out on the farm or fixing up the barn? Or, or was it frustration? Like, oh, I you know, hurt. I trusted him. Is it? disappointment how could he do this to me is it embarrassment like how did my dad find out which I I don't remember that specific conflict (laughs) I'm from many moons ago my dad's actually a really chill and very caring man (laughs) but I always think of that story of him being oh I'm pissed the fuck off and it's like well dad you got your feelings hurt and I think of how many times could I also use that breakdown of a situation when I'm feeling extremely escalated and I'm chewing out the person in front of me at the drive through line and it has nothing to do with them and it has nothing to do with their capacity to hand over their change faster or slower. Uh, 
maybe it has to do with the fact I didn't leave the house early enough. Um, and so I'm embarrassed of my own self and I'm anxious if I'm going to get to the office on time because my 8 a.m. already knows I'm notoriously late. And if I could not be late for the fourth week in a row, that would be super. Um, but here we are. So I, I kind of just want to share this for a second. And how does this even relate to trauma? Well, how many of us get upset with ourselves for being angry? It's not only are you experiencing anger, but then you're going to self-shame your own self for having that emotion of anger. And I'm not sure how fruitful that is for ourselves. Because anger is, there's nothing wrong with anger. There's nothing wrong with any of the emotions. They just tell us something. And if anything, I get kind of happy when I hear about my PTSD clients my my chronic and complex PTSD folks when they're able to tell me yeah I I finally got angry with that aunt for the first time whoa tell me about it like what was up with the anger how did you allow yourself to be angry I'm so proud of you what'd you do with that anger how'd you know it was anger and how how were you did you were you able to let them know you were angry with them like like what happened next because the capacity of, for one, being able to hold anger and not be mad at yourself goes to tell me that maybe you're starting to realize that you're being treated unfairly and you're not okay with that anymore. Or maybe you got angry and you blew up and you took it too far and, and maybe you said some things you regret. Okay, well, guess what? Now we get to know and learn how to gauge anger for you. I always think of Price is Right. Um, speaking of Curly on this episode, my dad and I used to watch Price is Right all the time growing up. And I remember Bob Barker, the, it was like a little skiing guy. And I just remember, like, I don't know why I think it was Swedish. I'm not sure. But, you know, the little the little skier, he's going up the mountain. It's like, yodelay, hee-hoo, yodelay, hee-hoo. Some people know what I'm talking about. Some people will have no clue. But you always want to stop the buzzer before your little yodeling skier fell off the mountain. And the same thing with anger. Like, you get to practice anger. And you get to figure out, oh, this is, when, when I'm here on the mountain of anger, like, I need to go maybe practice a coping skill. Or maybe I need to pause before I talk to someone. Or, or maybe I, I, I should... Like reflect on why is this emotion coming up? All of that's great. Anger is not the problem. Um, sometimes what does become problematic is when all we can recognize is the anger. We're struggling to figure out what's underneath of that. I do definitely recommend a good old anger iceberg sheet and practicing labeling your emotions. That could go down a whole rabbit hole of acceptance and commitment therapy, a.k.a. ACT therapy, which is like learning how to label your emotions or, or label thoughts. That's incredibly helpful. That is something I encourage you to talk to your therapist about. Um, we're not going to use time today to go into that, but that is something. It's labeling your thoughts to help make them make sense. And I think of labeling the emotion before you jump to anger, increasing your vocabulary around emotions that's dandy that's awesome and then the next thing too if you're noticing that when you have the emotion of anger you're reacting in a way that you're not happy with or in a way that you later regret hmm 
maybe there's something up with that. And maybe if we fix that primary emotion, when our secondary emotion comes up. So if we, if we go back and resolve the jealousy, if we resolve the shame or the stress or the hunger or the anxiety or the, the embarrassment, then maybe when we get to the point of having anger, we're not reacting in a way that's as explosive. Even if we end up experiencing anger after all that. So, uh, I think I see some interesting things right now. Uh, and especially, you know, literally the past 24 hours, 48 hours here in Bowling Green. Uh, fear is a big one that I see show up as anger. I'm scared of what's going to happen next. And in order to control what's going to happen next, I'm going to show up very angry in order to try and control your response or control your reaction. And that's when it gets into a point of maybe we should work on that. Maybe you should work on that. And same thing for me. When I'm showing up angry at the end of the day, I think of like, Oh man, um, the dishes aren't done. And to me, that probably means I'm a terrible housekeeper. Okay. Shame. And I see my significant other sitting on the couch getting to watch TV. Oh, that's jealousy. And then, uh, on top of that, I'm hungry because that's me. Um, showing up as my hungry self that can get to angry real fast if I'm not taking care of that need. And that's based out of my own childhood trauma around some some hunger issues or, or not having that need met consistently. Okay, well, the next thing I know, I'm really upset because no one put the damn dish towel up. Well, it has nothing, it has dick shit to do with the dish towel. It has everything to do with uh, I'm not meeting my hunger needs. Um, I have unrealistic expectations on myself as a partner. I have unrealistic expectations of others and all of that being based around like, uh, some type A personality bullshit that if the house isn't orderly, then I might not be as lovable and I might be abandoned. Whew, when you break it down like that, it has nothing to do with that dish towel. And maybe I need to eat a snack cake. And maybe I should sit down and do some deep breathing. And yeah, maybe it has nothing to do with Carly being, you know, pissed the fuck off. Maybe it has to do with his feelings are hurt. Yeah, so when we get to address those underlying things, that anger doesn't seem to be as loud. And when it's not as loud, we typically don't react in ways that we end up regretting later. So I think of like making environments for ourselves where we feel safe to express ourselves when our feelings are hurt or when we're hungry or when we're ashamed or scared or however we're showing up. Because we're seeing on the news uh, daily how people are showing up when they're not getting primary emotions properly met and taken care of and not listening to them and then it results in anger and the next thing we know, you know, we're seeing <laughs> people be hurt, uh, people not being taken care of, and people losing really big things, you know, in this life. So um, if you're starting to get angry, sometimes to me that means for my PTSD folks that you've, you've made some big improvements. Way to go. You're ready to start advocating for yourself. Because maybe you've been placed in spaces before 
where people taught you, if you advocate for yourself, I'm going to abandon you. If you show up for yourself and ask for your needs to be met, I'm going to tell you that you're too much or that you're unlovable. So anger is not always a bad thing. It's just kind of figuring out what we do with it next. Oh my gosh, it was so good to talk to y'all today. Um, I hope you're having an awesome December. Please remember, um, holiday time can be really rough for a lot of folks. So please be connecting with your resource providers. Um, do some preventative care, folks. If you know the holidays suck for various reasons, maybe you hate going back home to see certain family members, do some good old bookending. You know, plan some good self-care before you get there. Plan a good phone call with a good friend on the way back home afterwards. Uh, whatever that may be. But much love, y'all. And um, happy December. Peace out for now. Bye.